0: 15 years ago, I was 21, and I was hitchhiking around Canada and the United States. Not a lot of people know this about me, but I left university, and I decided to go live simply, and to go learn from different people, and different communities, and different uh, permaculture and farmer projects. So, One thing that really led me to know that this is what I wanted to do was my university anthropology teacher said, we're studying the museumification of cultures and this concept of preserving a culture in kind of a sterile way as if a culture is not alive is actually an obstruction to our ability to really connect face to face to people. In a nutshell, I learned so much about myself and about the inner mysteries from hitchhiking. I would stand on the side of the road and just stick out my thumb, and it was very common to get picked up and for my conversation to feel like the conversation that I just had with somebody. And that's when I truly understood this concept of synchronicity and the power of the mystery and one day I was picked up by a doula I'd never I never heard of doulas I never knew what a doula was and and I had a sunstroke and she offered me some tea and she informed me about how it's a traditional role for a traditional birth attendant to hold space for the spiritual and emotional transition that people have when they have a baby. So since then, I've had two kids of my own and I've really welcomed how the birth process is powerful and a beacon of how strong we are and also how we are connected to spiritual side of us that is really deeply connected to our physiology. So I began to trust my instincts when I lived outside and I continued to do so by embracing my own power as I, as I welcome my children into the world. And so the last month of grieving and letting go of my dad... And letting go of parts of myself that identified as a certain person on this planet, like the daughter of my dad, has been a process, kind of like the birthing process, where I've had to let go, I've had to feel things deeply, and I've had to really trust my own body, mind, and soul to lead me through the grief process beautifully and I know that I've had a lot of time to to really think about things every day and when I go back to listening on the first few days of this uh, 40-day reflecting process I think that I'm going to really see how much the timelessness has brought me forth into understanding the importance of of that connection to there's like um, my friend told me once that there's like birth and death are two sides of the same door and I think that we are disempowered from a very young age in that we have an ability to really feel into our power through birth and the dying process. So I wanted to just touch on how maybe our relationships to birth and death have been hacked and also our, our relationships to each other. And by hacked, I mean there have been messages and ideas kind of with every generation that has taken away from our intuitive perspective on how we can really connect to our own power and when I think of like how prevalent social media is and whenever you're waiting for a like or a share or a comment we have this boost of oxytocin and we have this kind of false affirmation that we are part of a community and we have actual relationships with people online when they're actually really lacking and devoid of of authentic human connection. And I think that I wanted to touch on this because I think at how my dad never owned a cell phone and how my children might wonder how my mom didn't even have a cell phone when we were growing up And I remember being young myself and thinking, wow, my mom didn't even have a television. And how could that be? And how my great-grandparents didn't even have electricity. And how my grandmother in India only had two dresses. And I think of how much we can reclaim. And how much like I was afraid of even... I was feeling really drawn to bring closure to my father's passing by making a mixture like of herbs that I had harvested the spring of rose and calendula that I had picked with my kids and I made this tea I was very afraid to even say goodbye to his body by washing his brow and his arms and his chest and his feet and his legs and I was feeling really drawn to it almost like a necessity but I was absolutely terrified and so I think of how much so much has changed with every generation but there is still this intuitive kind of beacon that calls us to to look to look at birth and death in our own lives in our day to day a little bit more closely. And so I think that our ability to live our lives with with our own intuition and with our own like curiosity and our own power at the forefront is something that's really necessary more than ever. Because I understand now that there's like a friction between our own intuitive narrative and the narrative that's being taught to us at a very young age and that's being taught to us um, to feel like we're actually weak and nature is actually something to be feared and um, including the birth process and dying and how we need to control those basic uh human human like incredible life-changing life-transforming times and transitions between between being alive and not being alive and being not being not being alive and being alive and so if we approach it that we like the normality of this exchange of life cycle transitions is something that's actually safe and part of our everyday, then I think that we can help each other and help nurture the broader community by um, addressing the illusion that it's not so normal or the unknown is actually something that's too terrifying to actually face when we can actually exalt in in the incredible power of the simplicity of life and the simplicity of death and the simplicity of getting to know each other and i thought i would finish off by saying how terrified i was and i think i talked about it in episode 3 how Absolutely saddened and terrified I was. It was kind of like an intertwining of these huge, huge feelings. Um when my dad died of letting go to that light in his eyes, letting go of that ability to being able to like see my own reflection in his eyes, and then I understood since then with the help of lots of family and love that Whenever I just I I feel that void, I just have to simply look in the eyes of my sisters or my brother or my own children, and I could feel like there's this inter, there's this beautiful eternal interweaving of time and space. And I keep talking about timelessness, and and the, even I get that now, which I never had before, with strangers. I see anybody with like. The white downy hair, or the wrinkles around their eyes, and I see how everybody has so many stories that is shown on their faces and in their hair and on their skin, and I'm just like absolutely amazed. And I also see the familiar light in their eyes, and I guess. I just want to say, like, can we just not be as afraid of each other? Can we not be afraid of ourselves and our own power? And can we really trust that we know how to live our lives in our own best way and to trust our instincts to know what we need to give birth or even what we need to even die in our own best way or... Or to just get to know each other. Can we trust that and, and the process that it takes to live our lives and live through our life cycle transitions more beautifully? I know that's something that I embrace now more than ever. And I started this season... Uh, I guess I might call it 40 days, but I felt this urge to document every single day via this recording process since my dad took his last breath, and I appreciate and trust my own instincts to do this, and one day I might look back and realize, oh, that's why I did it, And, and this is just part of my intuitive process, so I'm really grateful for all those who've chosen to listen, and I just realized also that day 40, my last day of these recordings, will be on December 25th, and officially that's when the days will be getting a bit longer and the nights a little bit shorter as we head into a new year. Okay, thank you. This is day 30 out of 40.